Welcome back to another episode of Less Than 10, an EVE Online Small Gang PvP podcast. My name is Feral, and this is episode 36. And we've got a really interesting show today, very different from what, we're, what we normally have. Uh, I, have a, I have a guest here who, who you wouldn't expect to be on a small gang podcast, but we've got a pretty good conversation planned, and that is uh, Dunk Dinkle. So Dunk, why don't you say hi and uh, kind of go through who you are and what you do in-game. Hey, um, I'm Dunk Dinkle. Uh, I play with Brave. I help keep that alliance running. And um, I was formerly on the CSM for a year. Um, people might have seen some of the videos I do that keep my alliance informed. And before Brave and all that kind of stuff, um, I was in kind of the first iteration of Faction Warfare, back before it was all about making money. And before that, I was a high-sec mission runner um, in a small group run by husband and wife. Uh, until they got divorced and then the corp folded. Well, I, I definitely have seen your videos for Brave, and one thing you do in those videos is uh, is drink several shots. So, uh, in you know, <laughs> as a, as a nice gesture, I thought we would uh, have a shot to start our our conversation here. So, I've got some tequila here, and I believe you have some whiskey, right? Some Jack Daniels, yes. Yeah, some Jack Daniels. So, cheers to our to our differences. Cheers. Uh, and we'll see how how this conversation goes. Oh, smooth. All right. So before we get into like the meat of what I want to talk about, uh, there's a bit of a meme. One, I, I imagine there's lots of memes, like especially in Brave, there's probably lots of really positive like dunk memes because you're kind of the face of Brave. But one meme that arose from your CSM term was uh, in the minutes, there was a comment on on the thoraxes, right? So... I just wanted I like I'm I'm guilty of memeing on this as well. I made uh, a faux advertisement for my podcast where I did a dramatic reading of of that statement and that followed by a car crash sound. Um <laughs> so I just wanted you to get yeah, it's, got, it's to got, got tremendous mileage. It's got tremendous yeah, mileage. It's a good thing. So so Dunk uh to address all the small gangers that that like to meme about your statement, why don't you add some context as I'm sure there was some Right. So um this happened in one of the summits that we were at, I think the spring summit and, um, or maybe it was the fall summit. I can't remember, but um, we were in, in a session and sometimes in the CSM thing, you have the devs come in and they just, they just riff. Like, what if we did this? Like totally wild, crazy stuff. And I think CCP rise was there and part of that Talos team. And one of the things we were talking about was Logi is strong. We'd been talking about, Logi is strong, especially faxes are strong and wormholes. And, and, and we were talking about Logi. And then, you know, they said, well, what if we just got rid of Logi altogether? Like, what, what would that do? Like, don't, don't yell at it. And I said, well, Logi is a force multiplier so that if you're getting overshipped and you can bring some Logi, you can have a smaller, less powerful, you know, doctrine take on a stronger doctrine if they don't have Logi. And so, I think it was Aerith from Goons was like, well, but that doesn't matter. You can just Zerg us. You can just, you know, throw ships at us. And if you get one kill, like it's isk positive. 
And my whole point was, uh, you know, I don't really want to be isk positive by throwing ships at you. Like to me, it, Eve isn't about um, who won the isk war. It's like, did you have fun in the battle? And I'll pro we'll probably talk about this later. I don't like feeding for the sake of feeding. I like, I don't mind losing ships and losing big ships if you're having fun and it feels good. But just feeding into a fleet was is, is not my idea of fun. So what Aerith was like, well, what if you know, what if we brought this powerful thing like twenty Slepnirs or something like that, and you just threw Zorak Thoraxes at us, and that's where the quote came is. I just want you out of my system. Like, I don't want to win some isk war of killing one Slepnir by throwing 30 Thoraxes at you. But when you read that one line I said out of context, and everybody's like, Dunk doesn't like to fight. You know, he doesn't, they just want to mine in peace. And you know, you've been to GE where we hang out for all the fighting and catch and that whole constellation around it. Like, it's not the mining capital. It's not where we're crabbing. It's where we're fighting. Yeah, so, 100%. That's that's the situation of it. But look, it's just too good a tasty quote for people to <laughs> take out of context and make memes about, mm. post about it on Reddit, right? It's it's, it's too fun. tasty. You can't you can't resist it. So I get it. I don't take it personally. It's just um like the one thing about Brave is we fight. Like we're not the ones who like dock up, right? We we go out, we fight, we don't always win, but it's just weird that they think brave are the people that drop supers all the time. Cause that's not us. That's other groups. So it's just funny. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't classify brave as a, as a capital dropping group. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've fought in around G a lot as, as you're aware. Um, I mean, I've seen like Han eggs and carriers here and there. Um, but that's, that's it. And that's here or there. That's not every time, but we're going to talk about brave a shit ton later. Uh, but let's just, as we kind of do, we talk about what we kind of been up to lately in game. Um, so like any fights you've you've had, or I, I imagine, I don't know, you're probably busy, busy with war stuff. So, uh, I mean, you can go first if you, if you have anything that you kind of have been up to lately that you want to share. Well, it's for me, what I do in Eve is not always super exciting. Like it's, it's an awful lot of logistics. I'm one of the people who's entrusted to fuel things, to move very expensive things. Um, I have a lot of Sinos and a Titan, and so I'm bridging and jumping things. So it's a lot of logistics I do on the day-to-day. -day. Um, I get excited when there's a chance to drop dreads on the Imperium, but we don't get to do that very often because they don't want to play. And then often when I'm in GE, we go out to fight. The ESS stuff has been... Um, um, it's 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 okay. I don't love it because to really commit to it, you got to be basically waiting for people to come, which to me isn't fun. And then in Aquarius, you know, we've been fighting over you know iHubs, and the thing about Aquarius right now is it's really like small gang stuff. It's yeah. Are are you guys like putting a stake down over there, a flag down at all as brave, or is catch always going to be, or or can you share that? Well, I, look, I think we own probably nearly half i don't even know the total number of the systems with ihubs in Aquarius, but we haven't like fully committed I mean, we've got a few fortizars there we have people there kind of raising adms as part of the war effort i think part of the decision we have to make is what do we want to do about our future should we uh, assuming we win the war um should we try and move into Aquarius? how does that work out with our partners 
um, there's a lot of questions. CCP keeps changing the game from under us about how you make money and what it costs to put structures in. So um, pe people kind of, uh, you know, they don't like that I'm being indecisive about saying what we're going to do. But as I t told in my last, like, uh, talk to everyone in, in Brave, it's, it's such a multivariable thing. You got to, like, do the math on structures and cores and mining and revenue and is somebody else going to put a market up and there's just so many things to calculate and then there's the unknown which is what's ccp going to do next like i just don't know right so right. um i think for now we're just kind of saying hey we're having fun in Quarius, we're doing things there and we're really pushing hard into delve and that's good enough for now when we get to a place we can make a decision we'll let everybody know but I'm just trying to be honest with everyone in Brave. Like, it's just not decided yet. Yeah. Well, I'll watch your Not a Soda video. And uh, if you guys decide to move, I'm sure the small gangers will follow. <laughs> it's got easy access to Lothic. Right. So uh, what I've been up to lately is uh, I kind of got inspired by this dude that posted uh, some videos of a 10MN VEDMAC doing, like, solo ESS stuff, uh, Kaldari something forget your name, sorry, but I'm going to link your video in the show notes. You guys should check it out. It's pretty good. Um, and he, and, and it was inspiring to me because uh, ever since the ESSs came out, everyone was like 100, 100 MN, 100 MN, 100 MN on your cruisers, right? And uh, I don't know, I've always hated 100 MN ships. I just like the one second server tick is enough, but like having things that, you know, with that poor of agility, I like to move around and maneuver, not like drag race in a straight line. So I made a whole bunch of 10MN fits. And the one I kind of settled on that I want to try first was this Gila fit. It's like an active Gila with like 800 heated DPS between the drones and the, and the rapid lights. So I took that out and right off the bat, I got this fight from, uh, there was like some renters, um, you know, they just like love their one system and they were pretty aggressive. So I got into the ESS, there was like 80 mil in it. And they immediately came in with a broadsword and two Armageddons. Um, so when I when I saw them coming in, I like pulled off the beacon a little bit because Armageddon spooky. I really can't get within, you know, <laughs> they have the range bonus on them, unlike the Valgorn. So it's it's like 45 that you really can't get within before you get crushed by newts. Um, so I had a cap injector so I could kind of tank them in like fall off. So I just burned out and sure enough, the broadsword, I was at like 70 off them. The broadsword was 100 of So he just started burning straight for me, uh, which was fun. So he's burning, I'm burning away. And then I didn't have a point, I only had a web. So as I got towards the edge of the sphere, I started burning down, knowing that he was going to have to basically stop to turn and start ramming me. And then I just kind of like circled, like, like manually piloted in circles below him, just going down, keeping him trying to turn as he's click approaching so that his speed wouldn't go very high. I had him webbed so he couldn't get near me. I was pointed by him, but the Geddens were too far away. And my 800 DPS melted him, and then I just left the Geddens. So it was pretty pretty sketchy with the Geddens there, but fun. Um, and then I later lost my Gila to them because I came back like an, like an idiot, and they had a trap for me. So good, they deserved the kill. Um, and then, well, that's what those Gila's do. They just they eat you alive when you're trying yeah. to get them. Like they just they just truth chew through you, even a, even even shitloads of damage. And like it's insane how much damage they do, and they apply so well. It's yeah, they're they're a good ship for it. Very like tons of damage. And then I was roaming with Jocastus the other night, uh, duo roaming, and we were flying. He was flying a shield material, and I was flying an Artie Slepnir with dual skirm links. 
I had snakes in as well. Uh, my Gila fit is just like no a clean clone. But my slap I fly, it's a little blingy, so I fly it with snakes. And we, we didn't get too much, but it was interesting. Um, we were in R10, which is a very infamous system. Um, and there was an ESS with 150 mil in it. And there was over 40 people in local, and they didn't even they didn't give us a fight. And like I'm not, you know, no fight shaming them. I just I found it unbelievable that they didn't try and fight us. Um so we were kind of chatting with them because like I don't we don't typically shit talk people. We just like, you know, be friendly and they were friendly back. And they they told us that they were not very keen to fight us because every time somebody comes in recently with two people, as soon as they get something tackled, they just drop the hammer and bring in like 10 people um, and just and just get blobbed. And I know like blobbing Nullseckers complaining about getting blobbed, it, you know, like we can say, haha. But the reality is, is that like, that sucks because people are going to get less fights going there. I mean, eventually they fought us like on the gates and stuff and they were pretty blobby, but it's fine. And we got a couple kills and then left because, um, th- you know, there's just stuff we couldn't kill around. So so we ended up leaving and chatting with them. But I just found it interesting that, that they, they were saying that they're just getting absolutely blobbed by small gangers or, you know, people in general. Maybe not all small gangers, but... Yeah, we're then, seeing a lot of that kind of... We, we call it, like, baiting, right? Like, yeah, one, one, one guy's going into the EC, ESS to bait and the other people are waiting in another system. And then if we realize it, if we have the intel, we can set our own trap, but it just never works out. And if you're, if you're not super organized, it's hard to know when you're getting baited, when you're not. Mm-hmm. And like, so that's the thing I love about Thermo is that we like, I mean, this is probably bad intel to tell you, but like, we never do that. We, we put what we have on grid and we try and get fights. And, uh, and you know, we get blobbed a lot and have to run and all that stuff and that's fine but but it's it, like it's a i dislike the whole like cat and mouse aspect of eve i i like just getting fights and li- and fighting for the moment not like the all the stuff that you know takes forever putting in all this effort before a fight to like stage the fight and then the fight doesn't happen and then the next week you try again and the fight happens and then it's glorious but i'd rather just like play without all that pre-effort and just put effort into the moment and then when i get a fight it's great that's like my play style um but but nonetheless everyone's different so anyway i, I hope those dudes stop getting blobs so that they fight more and, <laughs> and then we fought hey we fought in ge as well recently uh there's like three or four of us and there's like 30 brave like tons of they're just like hard hard home defense fleet um and i was the only one that didn't die although i fed my bifrost because i was flying a vedmac and i was like oh there's that many dudes they were had already been kicked up so i kind of knew it was there so i was like i can't go without uh without snakes or a clone i'm just going to get absolutely rammed and and die instantly in a cruiser so i brought my skirmlinks and i fed my skirmlinks and i got some kills and like it was so insane how close it was to dying all the time my bifrost was due to a bad warp in and I landed on some tackle like as they landed, so rip that bifrost. But but it was fun. There was a Tyrannus that was heating at me, and those things are so goddamn scary. When when there's like you know one is fine, but if there's like a Tyrannus plus an assault frigate plus an interceptor, 
like a, a fleet interceptor. It's just like, oh my God, this is so, it's so scary in a fast cruiser, just like trying to shed them fast enough. It's very exciting and fun. And then, and you know, like all of a sudden there's like a, a TDing crucifier at like 80. It's just like, oh man, here we go. But anyway, it was fun. And then I've been flying some Nighthawk as well, which are so, so good. It's insane. Heavy missile Nighthawk. Um, tank them up a bit. And, uh, and they're pretty blingy as well, but they just puke out damage. It's insane. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, like, we used to meme a lot about the Nighthawk. Uh, one of the guys in Brave, Norman, used to fly it unironically on defense fleets before the changes, right? Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, when I was on the CSM, there was a, a whole planning session on how can we make the command ships, you know, something other than the damnation, right? So it finally came to pass. and. Um, you know, it's good to see them being used in fleet combat. And then, it, you know, I don't know if you watch the Alliance tournament stuff, but several groups, including Brave, were using Nighthawks as main DPS line ships and doing fantastic with them. So absolutely, it, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's amazing to see a ship go from, like, basically no one flies it to, like, it's a tasty treat to, to get it into one, you know. So I'm glad when the meta changes like that. Yes, the Nighthawk, and, and same with the Claymore. It's uh, a lot better than it was before, too. Um, and although the, the range change, like on the Slepnir, I'm not a fan of, but whatever, it can live without. The Slepnir was the most powerful small gang, uh, command ship for ages. So, you know, it's still, so fun. you're using the, the Claymore in direct combat. I've only been flying it recently for Lynx ship, but, um, I haven't, but some of my, some of my court mates have like, uh, both in like heavy missile Claymore. And I think somebody was posting some ham fits the other day but they're like much less like they're still nano they're still kiting but it's it's like a different style where which is kind of what the meta's evolved into where you uh you get fast enough and then you tank uh and that's just due to the projection meta it's it's all the corms and the things that are sitting at 100 that you can't you know you can't uh you can't get under their guns at range you can't you just have to soak the damage so the small gang meta has evolved to be less about all going fast, super fast to going like fast enough to pull range from things and, and give your anti-tackle time to shed tackle. And, uh, and then you can also tank that all the, the bullshit uh, projection meta type stuff. Right. So, I mean, I, I hate fighting that stuff. I'm sure you guys in brave hate fighting it as well. Like when people use it against you. Um, but it's just the way, the way it's kind of built up. So, so yes, yeah, ships like the Claymore and the Nighthawk that are quite tanky, and you can fly them with snakes, and that's basically they're fast enough with snakes and maybe a single nano or polycarb, and then uh, and then you can just tank them. So fun stuff. So let's kind of get into this into Brave a little bit because Brave uh, started as like this. It kind of. I can't remember what the big spike was in in um, the event that happened that caused the big spike in new players. But Brave kind of started as like the the first bring everyone in. Was it Asakai that started Brave? Yeah, it was the Battle of Asakai, and um, and uh, the guy who founded Brave, Matthias Otero, um, like j- just a couple days after that, founded Brave, or the day after, um, and his attitude was like, let's just have fun, invite people in. And he really didn't have any of the trappings or knowledge about how any of the conventional wisdom worked. 
So people started joining and I myself joined on the fifth day and I had been playing since like 2008 and this was like 2013 and I had taken a break and I had seen ask guy come across the gaming news. So I checked back in and it was like tough to get into, into test and to dread it at the time. And I, and I was like, oh, I'll just help these brave guys out. So I joined on the fifth day and we were growing fast, but then there was like CCP did like probably a month in, they did like a marketing push about like, check out this new group brave. They're very different. And then like the faucet turned on and it was just a ton of people wow. joining. And then if you remember that this is Eve video. Yeah, absolutely. So then we were probably less than a year old when the This Is Eve video came out. And when that when that hit like YouTube and people started seeing it, we had another like hundreds of people per day joining. Like and they had to raise our corp limit to like twelve thousand people. It was just insane. Insane. And and that kind of uh recruitment style like stemmed off into all kinds of other groups. Uh the modern, you know, the P Horde, the the whatever the goon one is called um all these big groups started like new player friendly uh you know no they don't have to vet you you can just join and then you know obviously spies join too but it, it became a very popular kind of model and brave was kind of the first one to do that in, in a big scale and probably since the the start of brave something that is still true is is brave attracts people to attack them whether it's on the small scale or or even a large scale you guys had pandemic horde just like following you around for a while in the in the new when brave got big enough you know just to 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 get fights and and also i imagine they would say also to as a big brother to help you grow in a way right and harden up um so that's something you guys are used to right like fighting people right yeah, well, I think one of the fundamental things that Matthias, who was our you know founder, put in instilled was he was one of the people who was like this isk thing, the isk war doesn't matter. What's the fun per hour, right? And we still talk about fun per hour. Are you having fun doing these things? And at mm -hmm. the time, it's hard to believe that that was not the way people played eve it was like you couldn't join us if your killboard wasn't green if you don't have these skill points you couldn't join us it was a more um i won't say elitist but there were like you had to prove yourself in some in difficult way to join kind of higher profile groups and brave kind of broke from that tradition and just said come on in have fun we're not going to get upset with you let's just have fun now obviously things have changed over the years we're almost eight years old now but that was really a, a kind of change to the game of don't worry about the killboard so much. Let's just have fun every night. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think that leads to people are willing to fight not getting, not getting, no one's getting upset if, Hey, we lost a bunch of ships. Did you have fun? Um, I just don't like it when we lose ships and people are frustrated. Right. Um, that's kind of not fun Brower. So yeah. um, I, I think that's where it all got its start. And I, I, I've i tried to keep it so we don't lose that attitude of it's okay. Don't get too wound up about losing the ship if we're having fun and you're enjoying it, right? Right. And you guys you guys still get a lot of newer players, right? Yeah, we, we still get a ton of new people, but it's it's surprising um, at now that who we are, some of it people are attracted to just our 
the way we play the game, our culture, if you will. And so we have Titan pilots applying, you know, which is crazy to think about. Um, but we still have a pretty robust process for new players to teach them. We have a thing called the Brave Dojo, um, which started in the very early days as first is just a channel in game. And now it's in our Slack that we use. We've made literally hundreds of videos put up on YouTube about how to do pretty much everything in the game. And then we pay older players ISK to teach, to give classes. So there's classes like every week on things. Hmm. So we've, we've kind of maintained that, um, that kind of we're here to teach and learn and whatever. Um, and, and it pays off. Like, um, you know, people do get better and it's really fun to celebrate like somebody's first kill mail or the first time somebody gets tackle and then the thing that they tackled gets killed. Like it's hugely motivational to someone who's new that they feel they made an impact. 100%. Uh, so let's talk about the opposite though. What happens when like evil snake small ganger comes in and that new bro just like starts, doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't understand transversal. He doesn't understand a lot. He's just trying to do his job and is just getting wrecked. Like what kind of stuff would you guys be saying to those people then? Well, the first thing is always like, it's okay. Do you need some other ships? Right. Because you forget after you've been playing for a while, like there was a time for most of us where like every ship mattered, right? Every ship mattered and losing that, um, even destroyer was like, Oh, I'm wrecked, you know, or losing my caracal that I rat in and also PVP and losing that, like half my wealth is gone. Right. So we always try and check in on that. And then, then we kind of just talk to them about what, you know, what happened in the fight. And, you know, a lot of times they were, you know, chasing something designed to kite and kill them and they're chasing it in a tackle frigate. And it's like, well, here's how you might try it differently, or here's why we told you to ball up, or here's why we said this, and explain to them why what they did led to getting blown up, but not in a kind of like, you dumbass. It's more of like, yeah, you know, they're designed to kill you when you did what you did. That Their whole purpose is to entice you to chase them. Um, so we try and turn into a teaching moment and then not make it so painful for them, right? Like they're already stung by getting their ship blown up. And we, we don't want them getting disgruntled. Like I can't afford to to go out and undock again. Yeah. And it's kind of the same, like in all the small gang groups I've ever been with, it's the same. Like when people lose ships, um, I mean, there's always a mistake that's made. It depends on the style of, of fighting we're doing, but um, well, like I think that's the difference between a lot of the people I fly with and newer players is a lot of the people I fly with have been playing for a long time. So just through like reflection, we, we know what we did wrong and know what to do better. But, uh, the message is kind of the same, but you messaged kite, you mess, you mentioned kiting ships. And I mean, you, uh, kind of outwardly have, have talked shit about kiting ships. So like, what's, what's your opinion on kiting and, and like, what would what would be a better alternative um, like for people coming into GE to get fights? Well, I think I, I can't really give an, an alternative because like, I, I will tell you something that I like to fight and win at. So I don't think you can take it at complete face value. I mean, I've gone on record as saying Kaidi bullshit is people run cowards running away as a meme. Right. But yeah. I think, you know, it, look, it's, it's a fleet composition that people fly it because it works, right? It's a powerful tool 
And if you know what you're doing with a good team of people, you can eat anything they throw at you for a half hour, an hour, as long as they keep throwing at you a non-coordinated approach, right? So it, it works. And I just don't like it to us to defend against it by basically playing the weakness card against the strength card, right? And right. so, and so my thing is, we know what they want you to do. Don't do that. Let's find a way to get them, right? And usually for us, it's ball up a little bit to make like a ball of pain. That if they come close and try and pull someone away, they're coming in range of all that heat we're going to throw at them, right? Mm-hmm. And like all it can take is one griffin in the middle of that ball. I think the like the reason, the main reason we fly nano in. like mostly is basically just due to the fact that we're always outnumbered and when you're flying nano it lets you make a move in front of your opponent while brawling um when, when they bring more ships in or they you know ram you and get scram now you're like kind of uh playing a move after they play a move while in nano gang you get the first move and if you're doing it right you will always get the next move as well um like if if they land you know let's say you land like some ewar frigs on grid we we can be like all right we have to play kind of passively let's not be aggressive right now because we're not in range to to hurt to to kill these ewar ships so if we you know if we let them do this they're just gonna start ramming us with ewar in the back that we can't kill so let's like get some light drones on this mollus and let's try and get in range and get someone to get some, some grazing shots on these TD ships, on these crucifiers. Um, and, and to do that, we're going to pull away and then like circle down and around. And let's see how good they can read the grid. Let's see how, how well, you know, their, how their grid awareness is. Um, because a lot of times, if you just like, you know, let them let the opponent do that, you'll just get wrecked. Because there are some really cheap, effective ways of countering nano. And uh, when when people are good at it, um, yeah, it's designed to to pick apart gangs, like like you say. But I think one and and like you mentioned, it's it's a meme, like hating on on nano. But I think it's worth saying how how mandatory it is uh, in in nullsec fights, small ganging. Like it's it's incredibly frustrating brawling because. Like I've tried it. I've rolled in with like you know a dual rep Armageddon solo or or even a battle cruiser, and like the amount of fights you get where people don't like shit talk you in local after they blob you um, is is very very small. <laughs> so so I mean it's just the like the culture that's driven small gang into predominantly nano. Um, no, I, look, I I totally yeah. get it. Like I'm not. I, again, like I can meme about it just like anybody else, right? Like I understand why people do it. If you come and try and brawl in one of our home systems, like we're gonna just chew you up because we can just throw ridiculous amounts of DPS. At no matter no matter how you think you're gonna rep, like we can chew through it. And 100%. right, so I, I totally get why people do it. I it, again for me is I just don't like us feeding stuff to the nano gains where you're basically like I say we're playing our weak card into your strong card. Mm. And, and so, you know, for us, it's either let's ball up or let's have a plan or um, like if we're usually trying the better 
players, the more experienced people, they're always trying to set in the warp in, right? The probers are there. They're trying to get the warp in. And if we can get that one hard tackle at the right distance, boom, like it's game over, right? So that's our, our angle is always the, the higher SP players are trying to set up for that kill tackle, right? Because thereafter, they, they know your ships are blingy. You're probably running some sort of implants. And if we can just get that one good hard tackle, then then we you know changes the whole engagement so yeah and that's got to be empowering too like that's got to be very empowering empowering for like a newer person if they do get that tackle like that that's a feeling that you can never really get in small gang i think because like maybe in small gang versus small gang type stuff where like you make a play where it's like oh yeah like that was all me i guess no that's not true we we do that but I mean, especially for oh, newer there's, players. There's, 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 there's role pe- people play, right? Because so somebody's moving fast enough, even if we have good probers, they can't get there before you're out of range, right? So if we can just get a momentary scram, even if it's gonna, even if the scramming ship's gonna die, we've slowed you down because it takes you time to get back up to speed, and then we can get the probing tackle on you, right? Yeah. So there's there's room for people to play, but you can understand trying to take a new player who's been playing for a month six weeks and say you're going to fly your ship directly at the end you know you're going to fly to get in there you're going to put the scram on for one cycle and then you're going to get blown up and that's the miracle move that's going to turn this engagement around like for them to understand all the things that probably everyone listening to the podcast immediately understands why that's effective they don't understand what they did they just say i did the thing you told me and i got blown up right mm-hmm and so it's sometimes tough and that's what i worry about is i want this person playing with us you know longer term right ever and eve is such a fucking hard game to play and learn and get through all the hoops that some people they lose something big and then they just never come back and it's that's what i always worry about yeah it's it's such a it's so crazy how we play the same game but like the mindset and the like the um, and again, it's it's a, as you mentioned, like these are a lot of newer players we're kind of talking about, but all the people that I kind of play with in game for the most part are all vets who who are very comfortable losing ships, uh, like very, very comfortable. Um, and it, it it's it's so different. It's amazing how it's the same game. Like it's it's one of the things I really like uh, admire about Eve is just how broad play styles and, and everything can be. And the culture is so important to. The, re- the result right like so what a what the kind of culture is can just ch- change immediately like a lot of the times in all aspects of gameplay um people will say things like you can change the mechanics but you can't change the player culture so nothing is going to change so let's say i'm a new player and i get in yeah. a fleet and uh small gang comes in and i get blown up and i say to you like wow or i say to the fc the the you know standing comms yeah like man those guys destroyed us. Like, I want to do that. But like, what, what is brave? What do you guys, how do you respond? Like, what do you, do you point them in a certain direction? Do you, do you like sit them down and explain how nano gang works to them in an unbiased fashion? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I think like, what we, do you guys do? Well, I mean, there's, there's several things that go on, right? So, um, there, there are lots of corps in brave now, like we're not just brave newbies. So we have some corps that are more focused on PVP and like going off and doing things. Um, one of our corps uh, in our last big war, when we fought winter coalition, incredible 
went up to Scalding Pass and basically fought a guerrilla war. And it was like 15 people, 10 people. And they were having small gang fights all the time, right? And it, it wasn't like you're in a 150-person Munin fleet. It was like small gang PvP. So we have corps that do that if they're really that interested in it. And then people roam around, right? So we may have our home systems that are kind of super defended and super intel-wise, but then we have systems that are two, three, four systems away from where kind of the standing fleet is on kind of the outskirts, as you will. And there are some players that like to hang out there and kind of bait and try and, you know, hey, they're coming, or and they like to do that stuff. And so you have sometimes groups of two or three people who... They're three systems away. We know that a group is coming down a pipe, and so they, they'll set up to try and get the small gangers when they're unprepared, because usually we know the people coming to us don't usually have good intel of what's waiting for them in the next system. And that's one advantage we have is our intel is usually better than theirs. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So like, th does that happen much, though? Do you get many newer players like inquiring about how they died and how they can learn how to do that and stuff like that? Or, or is it not so much? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's everything. I think that's the thing where um, we get every kind of player. And so uh, I don't know if you've seen the new edition of the empires of Eve book that was written in the, in the first few chapter, he talks about there's like four kinds of people that play these games. He's, M-O-O-R-P-Gs, right? Killers, achievers, socializers, and explorers, right? And everybody's a little bit of both, but like the small gang people, they're much higher on that killer aspect than they are like explorers. Like, I don't think you guys are really seeing the sights of New Eden most days, right? Mm, probably not. Like every so often, somebody might be a little more inclined about like, hey, we're roaming through this historic system, but... That's, that's right. about it. Yeah. Everybody has a little bit of it, right? And yep. so we get all kinds of players. And there's some players that literally all they want to do is mine and make ships. Like to them, that's their dopamine, right? They, they really don't want to fight. And that's cool. Like if you want to do that, do that. And there's other people that we get and they just, they love getting the shakes. They love the kill mills. They want, they'll, they'll, they'll literally choose a ship and say, I want to be on the leaderboard with the whatever. Hmm. And that's awesome. And so those are the people that get real passion about it. They start to hang around with the other people that already do good tackle for us or the people who, you know, um, like learning to fly a Hector prop properly takes a lot of time and you're going to get blown up a bunch of times before you know how to do it right. And so they gravitate toward each other and, um, you know, it's, it's fairly organic. It's not like we put right. them on rails. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Well, one thing that I mean, as like a you know empire builder, like not in a you know not saying that in a in a mean way, but like as a group that that is holding Sov and is building like a thing where there are is a place for people who mine and do industry and explore and all those different roles. Like it's FCs are like a linchpin, right? Like you you basically must have FCs to have any hopes of being a standalone or even a, a a functioning worth your weight alliance, right? That's a true statement, I would assume you'd agree with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
So like one thing I've heard a lot of um, NullSec groups say is that when wars happen, much like this one that's happening right now, it like breeds the next generation of FC because there's so much opportunity for people to step up and lead these smaller fleets, right? But like something I never understood why more groups don't embrace small gang in like the off times and like not just home defense, but like roaming, like it's never been easier to roam. And don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying you guys don't do this because I'm not really privy to that. Like I don't stalk Z kill and see who's doing what, but just for the sake of conversation, it's like small gang should be breeding FCs at, at a regular pace, like not just during the, the infrequent wars, but like to small gang, you you force yourself to learn a lot of the mechanics and learn what a ship does and see what a ship does well and what a ship, most importantly, what a ship doesn't do well so that you can like then leverage that when you see it. Uh, so like, I, I feel like- Yeah, I don't, don't totally sectors, get it. Yeah, yeah. They, they really should. Like, I, I just don't understand our conversation coming from different sides. Like, I don't understand why groups don't like really promote and try and build small gang up. Um, like everyone seems very content to like sit back on their heels and then like go to war and have this these like moments of brief or you know in this case not so brief activity of combat and and you know what I mean. But um, I don't know. Maybe I, I, obviously I I'm it, biased. I think right? can, well, I think it can look like that, right? And definitely a lot of us enjoy like the large scale fleet combat, but it's not the everyday thing that we do. Like most of what you're doing during you log in on any random Thursday night is what we would call standing fleet stuff. Right. Um, there are some people doing their space work. There's some people and there's other people waiting. And I think the image you might get in your mind is for brave, at least I can't speak for other groups, you know, get that image of that, of that, that pack of bears sitting in the river while the salmon are jumping past them. Like the bears don't got to do anything. They just sit there and wait till the salmon jumps in front of them and then they grab it out of the air. That's how it can feel to brave is like, we don't need to roam. Like we know like in 30 minutes, someone's going to come by here for us to fight and have a little taste of. And so we don't have to roam right now. Now, I don't think that's great for us. I encourage them to go roams what if you guys were the salmon instead of the bears don't you think you like wouldn't your salmon learn more than your bears from a from a from like a pilot yeah progression perspective? absolutely so that's that's what we have now right now at this point in time in Quarius, right so yeah we don't have a lot of people there we have several of our corps um incredible mayhem um pde um, Bicro, like some of the groups have already kind of set up shop over there and they're out there fighting, they're getting dropped on and then they're countering, like they're out there doing that kind of stuff. Now it doesn't make the big news, right? Because it's really small stuff. Um, but there's people that go out and do that right now. It's just, again, when people think of brave, they're like, we went to impasse or we went to catch and then they threw 40 ships at us. And what's wrong with those guys? Right. But I mean, nothing's wrong with them because that's what you like. That's what you expect as a small as a small ganger. Personally, when I roam into someone's staging, that's the response I expect. And the response right. I want when I go to GE, I'm not like upset because they don't give me like a five versus 15. You know what I mean? Like that. That's nice when it happens. And it does occasionally happen. But I'm never upset 
for getting blobbed. And I think like a lot of people are, but they need to get over themselves. Like it's Eve. If you want to play, there, there, there are some know. salty people in Eve. Oh yeah. That's, that's very true. That's very true. So I think I for know. us, like there's, there's a range of combat and you know, um, I don't get to go out on many of the like fleet, like 250 people in a big like hack fleet mm. because they usually want me standing by in like a capital or a super capital for those big events. Right. So I don't get to fly in those very often, but I'll go out on toasting fleets. Um, and then the standing fleets, that's, that's really a day-to-day thing of people are always, they're always engaging in something. Right. And now with the ESS is like, there's even more stuff coming in that gives people an opportunity to participate. Yeah. Um, because you, you can be a little bit kitey, but you can't be terribly kitey with the ESS stuff. Like you, you got to be ready to duke it out a bit. Hundred um, percent. I, I personally love the ESS. I love the restrictions. I love that I can't nano, can't use an MWD because guess what? The people in there with me also can't. So it, it, it means you can have more like pseudo brawl or hell. You, you can roll a, a tort praxis zero in the beacon if you want. Like it, it's it allows me to brawl, which is great. Or, or pseudo brawl, like half kite, be like non-committal brawling, if that makes sense at all. Um, sure. So, and I'm happy that CCP is putting like some of the meme stuff, like the cloak, how the change they made to the cloak uh, distance and stuff like that. Like you shouldn't even be able to cloak on that entire grid, um, like 500 kilometer cl- no cloak range. But anyway, let's get into the SS because um, I don't know. I'm speculating, but I'm sure CSM, your CSM term, there's probably some ESS discussion or something along those lines. But what was your initial, uh, like when you saw the changes, when you heard the rumors before the change was announced, what was your impression? Well, I think the the ESS got released at the same time that the dynamic bounty system got released. Yep. And so it, a little bit in my mind, it's hard to separate them because from my other podcasts and talks and writings, you know, I'm no fan of the way they're addressing the economy issues right now. So I'll kind of leave the bounty system or yeah, the dynamic bounty system out of this discussion, but the ESS was let's give people a place to fight. And my concern was um, because the original design was different. I'll just leave it at that was that, every group has the time zones they're strong and then every group has the time zone where there's hardly anybody around and what i didn't want it to become was a trolling machine for we know every system when they're at their weak point so we're going to go there when there's nobody around and create a bunch of alerts and a bunch of alarms go off and then there's no way to defend it right and so what it is now is it's it's much more oriented of what is happening for the ESS kind of the bank to rob is based on the immediate time that it's happening. So if you go at a time where nobody is ratting in the system, there's nothing to steal. So there's no reason to ping it and cause a bunch of like alarms to go off. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And and from my perspective, it's good because if an ESS is worth going into, it means people are in the area in the you know not so distant past so hopefully they're still there and and i will be able to get a fight so it's it's good from both sides yeah so you know and then the other thing there was a lot of discussion about was how many restrictions because the one thing that the csm is good at um is saying very quickly in the room like 
if you block this, I'll bring that. If you bring rock, I'll bring scissors. You know, like, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? And so mm. that I think led to this enormous amount of restrictions about what goes in in that kind of instance PvP area. It's not truly instance, but it, it's very restrictive compared to like anything else in Eve. hundred um, percent. And so, um, you know, my concern is you know, um, as I've said before, like you have thousands of minds out there all trying to crack this problem of what's the ultimate ship, the OP doctrine that's going to always win in all situations. And all it takes is one person having that breakthrough. And then in 48 hours, 10,000 people are doing it. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I'm not a Pypha warrior. I don't really, I'm not a theory crafter. That's just not my bag. But um, that's been my concern is that someone is going to figure out the optimal nightmare thing and it's just going to be unstoppable right yeah. and well, the nice thing it doesn't seem to have guys. happened yet yeah it doesn't seem to have happened yet but that was my concerns i mean the nice thing about those ships like if i was you and nightmare like nightmares are popular everyone as soon as the changes happen they're like oh you know sancha ships it's going to be so powerful and uh but guess what like they're they're locked em therm guess what, like tank your ship's EM Therm, you know, if, if people are trolling you in like two or three Sancha ships, like, you know what I mean? Like th there's lots of different things no, you can I, do, I, which I is totally nice. No, I totally get it. Yeah, it, to yeah. me it was just an example, right? But yep. what I think we had watched was the Abyssal PvP meta, right? Oh, God. And what we saw in the Abyssal PvP oh. meta until Fozzie's team got a hold of it was it just... It, it just kind of went to there was one doctrine and it was more about how blingy you could make that one doctrine to beat yep. the other guy. And yeah, that's what I was concerned. I didn't want the ESS to become. No. And I, th I think like, so what are your thoughts now? That was your initial. So where are you at now on the ESS? Like they just announced the changes obviously. And the DBS is, is part of those changes as well. So I understand how it's difficult to look at it as just the ESS because well, I, it was I think, a very look, drastic change. For the, at least for us, all I can speak is for us is our people are having fun, right? They don't like it when they lose, but they're having fun, right? And the tactics that are getting developed are like on the fly. Like people are trying new things all the time. And, um, you know, it's people are having fun, so it's hard to argue with it, right? And, and even if they lose, like, I mean, you mentioned people like to rat and build and i know there's an aspect of loss but like the pvp also the loss is also kind of fuel i imagine braves like internal market slash industry wheel get right like it it helps that i imagine everyone's not just building stuff and stockpiling it like there's there's probably a market in ge that that fluctuates and it's probably a small market so it's sensitive to small demand shifts right we're, well, yeah, we're we're all we're blowing up we're blowing up so much stuff all the time. Like that's not the yeah. It's more that like the bounty the bounty was completely maxed out in GE and some of our systems where we fight a lot, right? So, and yeah, and now they just raise the the max bounty multiplier. So, um, yeah. So can Joey Newbro and his Vexer like make a little more isk now in GE ratting? Well, they're definitely trying. Right, they're okay. they're trying. Um, yeah. it, it it helps some of the new people. I think the people who get frustrated is in some of the outlying areas. You'll have people that try and get away with carrier ratting and things like that, which mm -hmm. 
it's not for me. I, I, I would be, I would not want to do it, but some people insist on doing it and they like it. Um, and those are the bounties that just start to skyrocket and they just, they shine like a bright, shiny object to all the, the robbing people. Right. Um, so they can get upset if the standing fleet decides not to, to defend their, their isk. Right. Um, but for the most part, people are going in, they're having fun. Um, I like to fly. The thing I have fun with is a bellicose because with that target painter, like it makes sure that every drop of damage gets applied. Yeah. Um, and then um, I've tried with heavy missiles and, and hams too. And no one, I don't really get close to apply too much myself, but definitely like it, every little thing in those situations can tip the balance. Right. And mm -hmm. so people are having fun. So, you know, whether, you just gotta say if if people are enjoying the game, then it's successful. Um, so you, you're like on the side of being a fan of the of the ESS change. My concerns have not played out, which is good. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see in three months what's it going to be like. Are we still going to have this kind of near every hour or two somebody's there to kind of rob the bank, or will it become? Not such a big deal. I I just don't know. Um, well, I'm I'm looking forward to the Reserve Bank uh, information being released because I think there's a lot of potential there for more of the, you know, mid scale, maybe like more on the line. Right. I'm a fan of putting it on the line, and I'm a fan of rewarding people who show up when others don't. Um, with with their isk, I I think that's a, I think Eve's gotten soft in the last seven years um and i think i think w whether that's a good thing or a bad thing like people could argue both it might be a good thing that, that eve's gone soft because maybe people playing it would just quit otherwise um but i think it's good that as, as a as a killer as you mentioned earlier as, as a primarily as a killer that uh when i'm roaming around and i spend four hours roaming and i don't get a fight like yeah so now i i've got a couple hundred millionists in my pocket sweet um and I hope other people like I hope, you know, like re in reality, I, the EZSSs are it can be insanely profitable. Like I hope, I hope like more people in, in Brave listen to this. And this isn't our typical episode. Usually, it's much more informational and and uh, and small gang specific. We're kind of going on a limb here, but you know, you could take three people in filament in T1 cruisers, uh, hundred million isk invested amongst the fleet, and. With like a little know-how, it wouldn't take much to to be able to, you know, loot that pretty easily, and then and then get it safe and be as positive and and get some fights and learn stuff along the way. Like, like I'm I'm super biased. I my playstyle I think is the best way to play Eve. Even though all playstyles are fine, but like, man, it it's almost like playing Eve like an action game, like a like a like a FPS almost when, when you get the fight and it's, it's a, it's a great feeling. It's, it's, you know, I'll put up for like literally roaming for four hours to just get a taste of it. Um, it it's, it's people say Eve is a long game, but when it comes to small gang, it's really not, it's like uh, you learn it and then you just do it. And it's a very short game. It's not a long game, but uh, I think the SS's have gone a, a huge, you know, they, they, it's a great change for small gang. And I, I shared some of the concerns that I think you have um, because, 
because I mean, without if people stopped ratting, if it just drove people away, it it, it would be even less content for us. Um, like the whole ecosystem is important, and and having something on the table, whether it's tackling a ratter and holding him and trying to get people to come defend him, or or going in and robbing an ESS, it puts something on the table and it gives some incentive for pe for people to fight. And that's all I want is to, like to have a good fight. So we'll see how it goes. Um, the changes they made just for anyone not uh, paying too much attention is they, for the DBS, which is the dynamic bounty system, um, they increased the high end that it would shift. So, so you get like more uh, ISK per kill um, from 115% to 135, or sorry, from 150 to 180. The equilibrium value was increased. So that's like the neutral point um, where it will kind of settle out to if there's no activity. Um, they made it faster for systems to recover to equilibrium. And then the ESS changes they made, they gave uh, people an extra minute and 30 seconds to, to respond. So from five minutes to hack it to 6.30. Uh, the auto payment timer has been reduced from three hours to two hours. So it pays out more frequently. And then they made the cloaking change. So you, uh, you can't cloak uh, within 150 kilometers of the beacon. So that's the changes. Good changes, I think. Well, you 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 brought up the uh, the reserve bank, and I think that's the one thing that um, you know they haven't announced anything about how exactly that's going to work. But with the the amount of ISK that appears to going to be in these reserve banks, I think the first few of them are going to be so heavily defended, or they'll yeah. be. It's just so much that <clears throat> no local group who kind of owns the space that where this would be getting taken out of um it's gonna not throw everything they have at the kitchen sink there'll be no um good fight considerations it'll be like we must stop this from happening and we must get the key and like that that'll be very interesting to see especially the yeah. well-organized groups like they're gonna throw everything at this they're not gonna want someone to walk away with 10 20 30 billion isk Oh yeah, some of them it's going to be insane. I think a lot of it comes down to, um, you know, what is the source of the keys, and they're probably going to be rare. Realistically, I don't think they're just going to like seed them as like some common drop or something like that. We'll see. Well, I think the, the only thing that I'm interested in is, you know, what we see is people fill them. They they uh, they get the tokens or whatever, and then they fill them out, right? And we're always trying to catch them. If they, if they make the money with ESS and they're getting greedy and going to another system, we want to catch them while they have the tokens on them. But that's, oh, a lot of them are a lot of them are filamenting it out, right? Or asset safetying. You know, they'll they'll do the cargo drop and then asset safety it. So I think that's a uh, bullshit mechanic. Uh, I follow myself around in a cloaky viator with expanded uh, probes personally. Uh, my like that's what my alt does. He filaments with me. He cloaks up. Uh, he acts as a scout, and I have expanded probe launcher, so I can combat probe the ESS if it's in a busy system to make sure they're not preset up with, with recons, and then and then I drop all my loot to him, to the Viator. That's, that's what I do. Yeah, but well, you know, there's people that don't, right? <laughs> that's the oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, so like, I mean, uh, I'll, I'm just gonna before we kind of get to the end of the show. I want to like talk about um, an ex brave guy that joined Thermo. Yeah, and it, like, don't take this the wrong way, guys. I'm not like in like I'm not promoting leaving 
your Sobnol group if if that's where you've made your friends and that's you enjoy it. Like don't leave to do small gang. You can do small gang where you're at. But um but there was this gentleman um that uh he he had left Brave and then he kind of like joined the less than 10 comms and um or Discord and was kind of asking about small gang. And like some of the guys in Thermo gave him some good tips. And then he ended up in our Discord. And then he like roamed with us a couple times. And we're a bunch of, I, I mean, I've said this before, we're like a bunch of dads that love doing small gang and like just having good conversation while we roam. So uh, he like fit in really well. And even though he's super new um, and like, especially compared to us and doesn't have the SP, like uh, he just was offered a spot anyway. Like, hey man, like, you're chill. This is you're fun to be around. Come fly with us if you like. So we joined, and uh, it's <laughs> he made this comment, and I just <laughs> I wanted to share it because he had gone back to GE a couple times uh, solo to like you know fight you know as people do. He's like in a frigate trying to get some some frig kills in in GE, and then he went back the day after he joined Thermo, and he's like, man they're just blobbing the shit out of me now. Like I can't even get in here. It's like all the time. There's like 10 things on me. The second I'm there, like what the heck? And it's like, yeah, that's like, it's, it's like a reverse ticker tank that, <laughs> you know? So like do, do in brave when, when like some of the more notable corpse that you guys see, is it, is there like a different atmosphere around it when like Tuskers or warlords or, or even thermo, um come into system like do, do people on comms like is it anything different is what i'm trying to say yeah i mean the different groups have different behaviors and styles and um so you know if you're gonna fight tuskers you, you got to be ready right if you're gonna fight thermo you got to be ready right there's other groups that they show up and they're not as prepared right i'll just leave it at that they're not as ready to face what coming into the home system of a null sec group is like and so then the they get chewed up and there's a bit of saltiness in um in local right so i, I think we know who the good pvpers are we, we know who they are and i think there's some amount of respect given if there's a bunch of shit talking on one side there'll be a bunch of shit talking on the other if there's a bunch of gfs on one side there's usually gfs on the other um, so yeah, we, we kind of have a feeling for who can really fight. Um, you know, there's some wormhole groups we don't really recognize, but we know they're wormholers, they'll pop out. And some of them just, they've, they're not used to encountering people like us before. And so then mm -hmm. they get upset. Um, but, but most of the, the filamenting roaming, you know, small gang groups, they know what to expect when they're coming to GE. We know kind of what to expect from them. And then we're kind of adjusting our responses if we're being smart but sometimes we're being dumb right then it's just people are throwing ships and they're feeding um but yeah it, it depends on who's who's coming if we get a report that intel like four or five systems out this group is here and they're known for robbing and not kind of fighting on a gate yeah then then we know right okay they're coming for that system where so-and-so has been carrier ratting it's over 200 million that's their target let's go get set up right so put the put put the saber in position so it can bubble the bubble before they go in and have the guys in one system over that they won't fly through so they're ready to hop in as soon as there's tackle or something so like 
if we know the group and what they're after, then we can prepare. Um, but we don't always know. Sometimes we guess wrong. Yeah, for sure. Well, I would just say that, you know, keep keep fighting, keep fighting people, keep fighting things. And uh, and I mean, all if, if there are new people in Brave listening to this, uh, just make sure you DM uh, Daddy Dunk and, and tell him you want to learn how to small gang. Okay? <laughs> I'll make sure to let him know. Nice. All right, man. Uh, anything else you wanted to touch on before we kind of move into shoutouts? No, I just uh, hope everybody who's listening is uh, staying safe with this crazy pandemic. And uh, hopefully, hopefully next year we'll get back to in-person meetups, either in Vegas or San Diego or FanFest or wherever. Um, it's such a good thing to to meet everybody in person. It really keeps things uh, much more friendly. We're all EVE space nerds. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not going to like say where you live, but I do know the, the state you live in. And I know there's tons of EVE players down there i'm uh i live in british columbia canada and uh there's i've never it's weird i've been playing eve since 2009 and i've never met another eve player in real life fucking crazy but uh oh you gotta you gotta when we get to the after times you gotta try it because it's it's very weird in the beginning and then suddenly you're like i'm with my people right and um And like right. you're sitting in a bar or a restaurant and you're having these crazy discussions that normally would be on comms or in on Slack or Discord and it's just real people, right? And it's it's it it it, it feels weird for the first few minutes and then suddenly everyone's calling you by your space name and it doesn't matter, right? It's all like this is awesome. So I, I highly recommend it once the pandemic's over. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely try. If there's a meetup locally, even a small one, I'll be heading out to that. All right, man. Well, yeah, thanks for coming out and, and talking. And, uh, you know, not the typical podcast conversation, likely, that, you, that you're that you used to, I imagine. But, um, you know, if we talked about the war too much, I'd probably just kick you off the Discord. But, uh, yeah, that, it was it was good. I thought it was a good conversation. And uh, my shout-out, I want to give definitely give a shout-out to... I'm going to give a couple. One is to Kaldari Jones, who's the guy that I forgot his name earlier, with his uh, Vedmac ESS kind of solo Tenemen fits. And he did a fit where he's fighting, and then he did, or a video where he's fighting, and he did another video where he explains his, his fit. So I'm going to link those in the show notes. also want to give a shout out to, uh, to Brike, who, who uh, is a new dude in Lesson 10 Discord. And he had this comment the other day uh, that he, he was flying with AP. Like this was in the less than ten comms, like like streaming in just one of the channels. Because we, I don't know if you know Dunk, but uh, well, I guess you wouldn't. But in the less than ten Discord, um, a lot of people will just like hop into one of the voice channels and meet up with other people in the Discord, and then start doing small gang. And like somebody will stream just to Discord uh, because it's it's you know other people can just like watch it and make comments and like you know help. It's a good like learning tool and stuff like that. So he he made a comment that he flew with AP while Danger Deadwood was watching. And like as someone that just got into Small Gang, he was pretty ecstatic at the those kind of names because uh, they're kind of prolific Small Gangers. So it was kind of cool to see. Uh, I want to give a shout out to him and a shout out to just like the community as a whole because like um, I think st- when stuff like that happens and I see stuff like that, it, it's kind of uh, contradictory to the typical Small Gang uh stereotype which is like very elitist and and you know mean 
and uh and obviously there's some of that just like everywhere but uh i mean you know a new dude to small gang who you know flies cheap stuff can can get in that kind of fleet and get that feeling it's pretty cool so shout out to all you guys keep doing that recruit more people to the community and uh and all the again all the brave listeners get in the discord and uh and come chat with us after we roam into ge and maybe ask us uh what you could do differently and ask for tips and maybe you know maybe you could win a fight at greater at less than five to one odds if that was the case maybe maybe we'll contract your loot back to you (laughs) maybe uh yeah all right man how about uh, you got a shout out uh no big shout outs for me tonight it's just um i'm i'm i feel lucky to play to be playing this crazy game for all these years with so many different people it's just um it's an amazing community and um you know so many people are um stuck at home right now and this is your one social outlet that gets your mind off of everything so um <clears throat> i'm just I, I feel lucky we have this game it's not the same playing things like uh, cod or anything like that it's definitely not all right man we're gonna figure out right. if you've listened to less than ten before. I've I've listened before. Okay, okay. Let's let's yeah, see. It's, let's on, see it's on my podcast app. Okay, guys. It's not the size of your gang. It's the gang of your size. I don't know. I don't know this. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's how you it's how you use it. That's it's the- how you use it. All right. All right, there you go. Sorry. Uh, it's all good. I didn't I didn't remember the tagline. Yeah, right. That's okay. You'd have to listen to pretty much every episode for that. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. <laughs>